Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Susan Sellers. I'm a spouse of an active duty service member, parent of three military kids, master parent-to-parent educator, and now a podcast host of the Military Child Education Coalition. Today, we're going to talk to Emma and Hannah, who are military-connected kids and competitive athletes. So first, we have Emma with us, who's 12 years old, and she was born in Fort Benning, Georgia. She has six PCS moves under her belt, which include four school systems and is currently a sixth grader. She loves eating hot dogs, cooking, drawing, and going to the beach, and her favorite subject is math. Her sister Hannah is going to be joining us as well, and she's 17 and was born in Fort Hood, Texas, and her first PCS move was only when she was two weeks old to Fort Knox, Kentucky. With nine moves under her belt and seven schools, she is currently an 11th grader. Her hobbies include painting, knitting, being outdoors, and cooking, and her favorite subject is English. Girls, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So, Emma, I'd love to start chatting with you first. Can you tell us a little bit about your background as a military-connected teen? Well, this is my fourth school as a sixth grader. I'm very proud of my dad and having the opportunity to move around and meet new people and to make new friends. I'm very fortunate that I got to move back to Virginia for my first year as a middle schooler. It was nice living somewhere familiar, but cool to see new things and meet new people. And Emma, we had mentioned in your bio that you're also a competitive athlete, and I believe your sport is gymnastics. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Can you share with our listeners how long have you been taking gymnastics and how often you practice? I practice every day but Thursdays for four hours each day, and this will be my seventh year as a, as a competitive gymnast. Wow, that is that is a lot of time, I, I must say. And you've been competing for seven years, is that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so with, out of your events that you do, what is your favorite event and why? My favorite event is the balance beam. It amazes me how I can do crazy flips on a four-inch wide beam. Well, I, I have to tell you, I would be amazed, I'm sure, as well, and probably a little scared for you. I'm, I'm not sure I could ever pull off the balance beam. But it sounds like you're very dedicated to this sport, and I know that it can take a lot of time to be at the level you're currently at competing. So as a military family, you know, and you've mentioned that you've been moving quite, you know, quite a bit to a lot of different states, how has moving affected you with gymnastics? Well, the competition level is different, and some skills are taught differently. For example, Gym A could have taught a skill one way, but Gym B teaches it differently. And the difficulty of skills and the conditioning often varies. Interesting. So how did you, how did you try to come over, overcome these challenges and, you know, when you're being taught different skills in different, different ways? 
Well, you have to learn how to just make a change. You can't be scared not you can't be scared about changing something and sometimes you have to just try new things. Oh, I like that perspective. Absolutely. Almost resilient. You just got to keep going for your goal. I, I like that perspective. And you just recently finished a competition not too long ago. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. And tell, why don't you tell our listeners about it? What were you competing in and how did, how did it turn out? Well, at the level eight Virginia States, I earned first on beam, floor, and in the all-around. This qualified me for regionals, where I competed against six other states. I earned third all-around out of 25 gymnasts, including second on vault and third on the balance beam. Wow, Emma, that is so impressive. Congratulations on that. I'm just just blown, blown away at your young age and how much you're already accomplish, accomplishing. And from, you know, talking to your mom, I understand that a lot of the girls that you're competing against are actually being homeschooled so that they can spend more time in the gym. And I know that your parents have maybe uh, shared that this could potentially be an option for you next year. So how do you feel about that possible change? It's an obviously a tough decision. Homeschool includes two-a-days, which is twice the amount of hours that I practice right now, which I would definitely enjoy. Although my public school allows you to take advanced classes in just seventh grade, the homeschool program does not offer this. Interesting. So it sounds like you're definitely going to have to be making some compromises, whether it's academically or athletically, depending on the decision you and your family make. So, Emma, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. We're now going to switch and talk to your sister, Hannah, who, as we mentioned, is a junior in high school. Hannah, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background as a military-connected team? I have been swimming for around seven years, and I practice nine times a week, three times in the morning and six times in the afternoon per wow. week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, I'm, just, I'm a little, I'll be honest, I, I have a feeling our listeners are too. I'm just a little flabbergasted. That is a lot of time. So as our listeners are picking up, Hannah is a competitive swimmer, and you've been swimming for seven years. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Competitively. Okay, so I'm just curious. So what's your favorite stroke and why? My favorite stroke is freestyle because I get to swim the longer events, like the mile. Wow, swimming a mile. I'm not sure I could even swim down to the the corner these days. (laughs) Uh, I'm so impressed. So I know that the sport is year-round because, you know, you can have a long course and then a short course with swimming. And also, like Emma, I know that you've had some challenges because of moving from state to state. Can you share, like, some of the sacrifices maybe that your parents have had to make or the challenges you guys have had to overcome to able for you to be able to stay competitive? Sure thing. Some decisions include not being stationed overseas due to not having a swim program, as well as missing events that my parents would like to go to to take me to swim meets, and sometimes making swim meets a vacation for the family because I don't start competitively swimming until August and school starts back up into September. Um, as well as uh, the decision to move to Fort Eustis was a deliberate decision for my parents to get me back into a great swim program in a school. Well, and I know your parents have made a lot of sacrifices for both you and your your sister to continue on with the sports that that you enjoy. And I know it's a passion for you and, and that trying to live out your dreams. I'm curious, what ultimately is your goal for the future with swimming? Or just from at a Division One school and to make it to the Olympic trials. 
Wow, those are lofty goals. I, I have uh, a feeling that you're certainly going to succeed in both of those. And talking about college, because you are a junior in high school, and I know it would be a real honor to be able to, to swim for a college, but how has the restructuring of Title I schools and the reduction of scholarships affected your plans? The reduction of scholarships just makes academics a lot more important in the overall process in receiving money. Within the latest year, NCAA rules have changed the recruiting rules to now that college coaches can talk to athletes sooner rather than later. It is important to keep in mind that you will be staying at the school for four years of your life. As a student athlete, there is no need to rush to make a decision as signing is still in November. Well, I I know, though, that you and I had also talked. That's great that the coaches can start reaching out, but we had also talked, though, that some of the scholarships now are disappearing or even some of the swim programs are disappearing uh, for some of the colleges that maybe you had considered in the past. Is that true? That is true. Actually, um, I was looking at Clemson, but Clemson doesn't have a swim program, and we were actually talking to, like, a few of my friends at swim team, and they would have totally loved to have gone to Clemson. But unfortunately, they got rid of their swim program, so it was automatically eliminated from the group. Right, which really, I mean, that's disappointing news, especially for our military athletes that are looking at different colleges and and a wide range of places that they can go, that with the restructuring of these Title I schools, that's sort of limiting some of the, the options if you want to continue swimming and eventually be in the Olympics. So, But I think you're, I have to tell you, though, even though that, that has, you know, perhaps reduced some of the colleges you're now considering, I think it, our listeners would hear your whole story. They'd realize that it's really a great example of resiliency, which we often see in our military-connected youth. Is there anything else that you'd like our our listeners to know what it's like about being a military-connected youth? Since I get to move around a lot, it has allowed me to experience different coaching styles, which allows me to be a well-rounded swimmer, as well as it gets me the opportunity to meet new people and see different places. Well, I think those two are great things to consider being a military kid, and they're definitely a benefit that you can have with you for the rest of your life. So our podcast, What Makes It Special, is about telling stories. Do you have any final inspirational story or message for us that you'd like to share with our listeners? You just have to stick through it to the end. There will always be the dark, rainy days where you just kind of like, hmm, why am I doing this right now? Why am I swimming, doing your sport? Eventually, one will come around, and you will get it clicked in, and it just feels it's a great experience. Well, that's wonderful. Emma, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us today. It's truly been my pleasure to chat with you both, and we want to wish you and your family the best in the future with gymnastics and swimming. Thanks to all our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe, and we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you'd like to hear more about. Have a great day. Thanks, you guys. All right. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay, thanks. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.